Hey, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Bender Blend podcast. This is episode number 15. We took a little uh, break there. It was about two weeks. Um, I'm just taking some notes on the show, trying some new things, tighten some things here and there. Anyways, uh, on this episode, we answered an email question from one of our listeners, Dee Dee Brewington. Thank you for the question. Uh, It was in regards to our after high school education experience and whether it impacted our creativity or not. Um, It was a great question and we got a lot of good conversation out of it. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you, Henry, Aaron, Gabby, and Clint for sitting down with me and chatting about this. Uh, It's great to learn some more about you guys. Anyways, thanks for listening. Stay tuned, we got some more Bender Blend episodes coming up. Cheers, everybody. Bender Blend returns to yes. episode number 15. Whoa. Joining me, I know, super, Whoa. super dramatic, and I will do that. It's a double intro, nice. but this is the live intro. That doesn't make sense, but <laughs> yeah. we're living. We're living. Henry, <laughs> Gabby, Clint, and Aaron. Thanks, we're back. guys. You guys are back. We're all back. Bender, me, me, Bender, me, Bender, <laughs> me, good. Mm-hmm. I listen good. Mm-hmm. You sound good. <laughs> Bender, good. Bender, do good crazy though maybe i'll start talking like that so everybody knows the distinction people would love it um, it'd be your thing <laughs> they're like wow that guy's like a fucking this guy's either really offensive or something's wrong <laughs> oh yeah i guess i didn't think about the offensive angle <laughs> um fucking hey thanks guys for joining me i appreciate no you showing up thanks for having Good us to be here. um so we'll start off um I don't think she'd mind saying Dee Dee Brewington emailed us with the question and I think it's an awesome question a good conversation starter and um, her question was this or more of a it was just like she says this and I'll read her words I would love to hear what sort of educational experiences after high school you received whether it was a community college four-year degree grad school trade school uh, maybe you didn't go to college maybe you had a job anything you worked on and what impact that had on our creativity. And I was like, that's a great question because it made me have to really go back and think about it. Solid question. Um, exactly. So, Gabby, I'd like to start with you because I, th- I feel like, yeah, I just want to start with you on that and see where see what you have to say Ladies about it. Ladies first. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's really... We might even be able to go around and just say what ex- like education experiences we had and then as we have time to kind of think about like how yeah. it affected us. Exactly. And yeah, and yeah, I like that. I like that. Henry the way she has a little time to marinate. <laughs> little, little, keep it juicy. Get it juicy. <laughs> Let the flavors get to know each other. I'm getting hungry now. I'm <laughs> getting hungry thinking about all that delicious meat. Oh, uh, brain meat marinating in the Braise in the question. Just stewing it. Um, I get well. Then I'll start by saying I w- I did the school thing. I went to one year of university, actually like a state school. And it was University of Northern Colorado. I went one year, and I took all Gen Ed courses. I had little to no guidance in uh, why I was going to school. I just went. I, I I fell into that category of I went because I, th- I yeah. like I was like I should go to college. Because so all my friends did, and I was like, oh, I'd feel weird if I don't. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did. Um, and, yeah, I, I, it, was, it was a good experience, but I look back and I'm like, yeah, I was totally 
it was one of those I didn't know what I was doing. I I did okay in school. I did I did well actually. I did mm-hmm. I had a three point two that first year. But after that it just bing, I have no idea. So I went to one year legit of a state school and then after that just kinda part and parcel of like community college here, time off here, community college here, and then eventually I just stopped going. Yeah. So that was kind of my that's I'll I'll start with that, but yeah, I mean that's. I, I feel like that most kids, the education system is set up to put kids in the education system. Mm-hmm. It's all. If you are a teacher in high school, you went to college, right. and so it is. That is the path that you took, and you feel like it is a necessary path. So, and for for some it is. Um, but yeah, I got out of high school a year and a half early. Um, I took the California high school proficiency exam and took the test and got out. And then I had a big surgery, so that was part of the reason why I did that. Okay. And then um, I moved down to L.A. and enrolled in West L.A. City College because I uh, looked up their film program and it looked really awesome. And I went for about a week. And then I realized that we were not going to be able to touch any film equipment for a year. And I was already Mm. working in the film production industry Mm -hmm. and shooting commercials and doing stuff. And everyone on set told me, stop going. We will teach you what you need to know. You're already where graduates start. Real life skills. Yeah. So I, I dropped out after about a week. And the only other education that I got... I eventually took classes at uh, the Los Angeles Center of Photography, okay. where you can pay per class mm. and get certified. Eventually, if you go through the entire program, you can get a commercial photography certificate or whatever it is. But you just have to take... I took a lighting class on flash lighting, and I, was, I realized that I had been doing things that I didn't understand yet, so it actually gave me a much better understanding for stuff and editing. All sorts of cool stuff. So I, I loved my experience at the LA Center of Photography, but that was my only, other than like mentors and things like that, that mm-hmm. was my only professional schooling after high school. Okay. It was nice. a bag of bomb before that. It's beautiful. You can just, Me, you can, I can, just you can rip, rip through it and, and then I'm going to come back it. to you and really just project and be like, okay, but what did that mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> so I also grew up my, I, I grew up with a, my mom's a college professor. Oh, she has PhD and she and my grandfather and my father both were very headstrong on me. Find uh, on me, um, completing my education. Mm-hmm. So my entire like the reason what they said like the reason that they put me in volleyball when I was five years old was so that like they literally planned for me to um, get a scholarship so that I could get an education and so that they wouldn't have to pay for college because it's insanely expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough that I got an, uh, an athletic scholarship to college. I went to Florida State my first year, um, which I'll forever be a Seminole. And then I transferred, <laughs> oh, I transferred over to little Cal Poly. Um, Wait, you have to say, because there's two different Cal Poly's. Which oh, that's little right. Cal Poly you- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please, thank the, you. I was um, like, what do you mean? That's not that little. <laughs> the quote-unquote real one is what they always like to say, the one in San Luis Obispo. Oh, um, oh. So I played volleyball in both colleges and I completed my education in communication studies. 
uh, back in 2011. Uh, so I got the, I completed in five years because that's what usually happens when you're an athlete because it takes forever. Because you're essentially a full-time, it's a full-time job to be an athlete and it's a full-time job to be a student. And um, it, I definitely learned a lot of multitasking and time management um, and a lot of stress as well. And, um, still working out those. Still dots. working out those. <laughs> Pretty much took about ten years off my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but studying communications was able because I've always been a very um, personable person. I love working with people, and I'm a very obviously I'm a very um, creative person. <clears throat> You're so shy though. I know. I actually used to be chronically, chronically shy. No way, really. Chronically, I used to hide behind my mom. Until I was like 11, and she was much shorter than me. And I would try to hide behind her because I was so shy. Really? Yeah. Huh. I could not, until I went. So I've actually, it's, this is a great question because I'm thinking I know. back it to like all my Thank education. You, <laughs> my mom put me in modeling school for about four years. And that's where my shyness, I broke through my shyness. And that's where I actually learned a lot of people skills. And I, it's much more than like, modeling in front of the camera and learning how to runway walk. It was everything on how to deal with personable skills. And um, I'm thinking in Spanish, I can't remember the, the it's not ethics, it's uh, like manners, what's yeah. that? Yeah, like. Um, Cotillion. Yeah, kind of, that, That's yes. like a southern ball though. Etiquette, etiquette. Etiquette, etiquette. Yeah. yeah. Thank <laughs> I was, you. I was, I was like, Can you tell we all went to college? There's a podcast. Big words, um, big words. <laughs> that is the modern <laughs> education right there. There's a great podcast called Schmanners. Uh, Travis McElroy <laughs> runs with his wife, and it's a manners and etiquette podcast. Etiquette. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. etiquette. So I learned, that's where I really that's took funny. all my education for etiquette, and I continue that even subconsciously throughout mm -hmm. the rest of my life since then. <clears throat> um, and I guess I'll, I'll write this down for later on to get into it, but um, yeah. I want my... And then I played volleyball full time, like my entire life. It was school and volleyball, and that was it. And then once I graduated college, communication studies is such a broad degree that you can do anything with it. Now Cal Poly, I didn't know that communication studies was actually studying um, the study and uh, of the study and Correctly. analysis of rhetoric and dialect and writing a lot of essays, which I love to write, but it was not journalism and mm. it was not broadcasting. And I didn't realize that until my last year of college. Uh, so it was too late for me to switch over my major. Um, so how's that, how that has continued over to my professional life, it pretty much was already things that I already felt innately, but it definitely refined my abilities to be able to, um, I learned to fine tune my abilities in marketing, or like in public relations especially. I love doing public relations. Um, but I, there are some times where I wish I would have studied something different, so I could have honed another ability 
beyond like just the social aspect that I feel like communication studies usually is. Right. You still can. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's there's time, man. I, I enrolled in a class today. There there's you go. Still time. Totally. And then I studied four years in acting school, but. Wait. Oh, we're okay. Yeah, we'll come. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You, no. gloss huh? you don't gloss over yeah, that. Yeah. Where, where did you go to acting school? Look, there's no time limit here. Like, and then I also I went you... to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How old are I you, Gabby? A brain surgeon. So I, I went to film. Yeah. Please, please, and elaborate on that because I do want to know. Like that. That is the point. Like, <laughs> I went to film and TV acting school because I I grew so. Okay. Where whereabouts? Here in Slow, in San Luis Obispo. Okay. Shoot, I keep touching the table. Um, it's, okay. it's okay. Now that Clint gave me a little microphone tip, that actually is not as bad. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. I know, isn't it crazy? Yeah, fucking sound you engineer. You can play drums right on the table. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that will be bad. Um, so That will be reprimanded. Sorry, yes, but you, so you studied film when and acting. When I was actually in, at Florida State, I had declared my major to be theater. Okay. And I, I wanted to be... Ever since I was little, I've always remembered like the consistent, the constant theme in my life has always been to be a performer. Yeah. I love performing for people because to me it's cathartic. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoy bringing entertainment for other people so that they can feel a sense of relief. And um, if I can bring a sense of joy into their lives, then I, that is also a sense of joy for me. Nice. Yeah. It's an exchange of. Catharsis. Catharsis. Catharsis, yes. <laughs> I got it. Big words. Catharsis. Catharsis. <laughs> We're just um, made up of words. Big words. So when I switched, <laughs> my grandfather was very adamant that I study something with a little more... Um, uh, marketability. Marketability, mm-hmm. exactly. I've heard that word before. You can't make That's a little more that. longevity than a theater degree. So that's why I switched over to communications because it was interchangeable. Yeah. Um, so when I graduated Cal Poly, I found Aaron Metchik's act- acting school, which you know, Henry. Say that name one more time. Aaron Metchik. Aaron Metchik. Yes. And he eventually, a few years into the school, he changed it to Actors Edge, mm. the name of the school. It's a much catchier name. Yes. It's Act- a very LA name. Sorry. One, <laughs> and again, I missed Actors. Actors Edge. The Edge, edge of an Actor. Okay. All right. Um. And I was in there for about four or five years. So you're, okay. Shit. And I, to me, that was the most therapeutic time in my life. Because anything that I was going through my life, I could go through the history of movies or film, yeah. films, movies, theater, whatever. And I can bring scenes where I could work... Um, Scenes that would reflect exactly what I was going through, and I could work my own therapy through those scenes. Yeah, and it was for me the the happiest time because I was also doing something. I was working my day job, and then I was also yeah, you know, taking classes to hone in a talent. Performative and a therapy. Exactly, and something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm it, you know got a little too expensive for me. So I, as as do most schooling, like a lot of schooling does. Mm -hmm. That's part of uh, again going, like that's part of why I stopped going because I paid mostly out of pocket Mm -hmm. for my school. So it was like 
I don't want to go into debt. Yeah. And I not for this. Not for what I was doing. And that's like I'm I'm amazed and that I had that wherewithal I was eighteen. I was like, I don't know shit when I was eighteen. But I did know that I was like, I don't think school's the right direction. John Mulaney Or this school. John Mulaney talks about that in his newest stand up here. He was like, They caught me when I was seventeen years old and made me sign a contract without a lawyer present. Yeah. And like gets super upset about the money he had to pay, but it like yeah. we'll move on to Clint. So mm-hmm. everyone yeah. can Clint, yes. Oh, school. <laughs> yeah, Clint, Clint, I'm curious because I, I feel like you went to the school of hard knocks. I, well, you know, um, school like actually Yale was good for me up until about fourth grade. And I that's lo- just when I hit a wall, You man. son of a bitch. That was a great so. delivery. Thank you for that. That was a. That was and, um, that's no, I was always Air like him, man. And, you know, it's. It's any armchair psychologist would immediately be able to, oh, it was this, be that. But it was, I just was that kid who couldn't sit still. Yeah. And I couldn't hang in the classroom setting. And, and there weren't many programs in place for that back in the day. And, um, you know, um, God bless mom opted to not put me on, you know, Ritalin or whatever the fuck drugs they give kids these days. Hashtag Dee Dee Brunton, thanks for that yeah. Adderall, baby. Well, I'm <laughs> kidding, Mom, I love you very much. So, anyways, it was always a tough one because it was, uh, because of my inability to pay attention and sit still, I became disruptive in class and I would always be segregated from the class, like sitting at my own little desk up oh, in the corner awful. room or, you know, whatever. So I just ended up having a, didn't like school very much. And yeah. Junior high and high school got a little better because you have a little more freedom, you know, right. you have different teachers, different classes, but still I just, you know, I tried to do homework and tried to, you know, whatever, but I just couldn't. I did well on testing. I was a solid 2.5 student all the way through junior high and I high f- school without doing any homework or studying for any so that and just C's get, and, C's, and basically C's cutting C's class as much as I could. Yeah. So um, I did go to community college and same thing. I just... I wasn't there. All I wanted to do from the time I was about 14 years old was play music. And that's where I felt like I could actually focus on something and do something that I was good at. And, excuse me. And uh, it made sense. Yeah, it made sense to me. Um, And I liked the people that liked to play music also. Mm -hmm. And I was drawn towards that. And I mean, an actual sense of community instead of the forced one you get in school. Yeah, you know, and that started my first little shitty high school garage band, you know? That's when I first felt like that, oh my God, I fucking, I kind of get it now, you know? So the only reason why I went to community college was because everybody said you had to, right? Yeah. I wasn't, I, di- I, I didn't plan to go to a four-year college, and I think my parents weren't pushing me in that direction because they were like, you know. Money. Yeah. We yeah, don't want to pay that. He's a he's a high risk college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's good. Yeah. But so basically, you know, that's when I really, truly, right after high school, you know, I tried community college, a couple of years, squeaked through. But I was already playing, you know, gigs and a you know almost full time music by the time I was done with my two years of college and I was living in the city. And um, I've since gone back to study um, viticulture. Say that one more time. Viticulture. Vit- oh. The growing of wine grapes. Can, can you spell that for me? For uh, I, I, I can guess. Yeah, V-I-T-I, culture. 
Okay, and that is K U L C H U R E. Is there a number eight in there? Yeah. Silent P at the beginning. And that, and that is the study of culture of growing wine. wine, grapes. The, wine growing, grapes. Uh, the plant of growing Vitis vinifera. Yes. Which See, is, that's, I get, I, you, if you said that, I would have known. Because yes. I'm, I'm a plant nerd as well. That's right, you are, yeah. Um, so, um, yes. yes. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much where I'll leave it for now. But yeah, school definitely is always one of those things where, interestingly enough, that when I went back and studied viticulture, which was in my 30s, in my early 30s, um, and I was very interested in it, um, I was star student, A plus, every class, like no problem writing essays, no problem paying attention, none of that shit, because it wasn't like, and Thomas Jefferson, or, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. you cared that about when it. I was that at that at that age, I yeah. just really didn't give a fuck about. Yeah. And this I did. So, anyhow, yeah, so, rock and roll. Oh, I also graduated from a continuation high school as well. I should point that out. So my junior year, my basically my counselor, high school counselor, came to me and she goes, "Look, if you stay on this track, you may or may not graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to study for your SATs, blah blah blah." And I'm like, ah. What's, what are my options? You're going to pay to take a test? Screw so, you. Yeah. Like, no. Oh, my God. I went to my last year continuation school, and I'll be honest with you, the format of that classroom, that setting, I, I learned way more and achieved way more in one year at continuation school than I did three years of regular high school. Mm-hmm. Sweet. By far. By far. <clears throat> That's good to know. Yeah. That's also, yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that for sure. Yeah. Um, not and me then, because I'm no, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking and then, dick. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Throw in a little bit of school of hard knocks, school of rock and roll. Well, and that's the, that's what I meant is like I know that, and I, without even you telling me that, and I think we might have talked about it before. I knew that because you reminded me a lot of me if I had done what you had did, mm-hmm. and I wish I did, but I didn't. That's a lot of. Dean. What did you say just? Then? I don't know. <laughs> you uh, said a lot of did. Let me let me just go. So what I was saying is, I look back and I I hated school. I hated sitting there, except a few classes. There, were, English was my favorite class. And if you I, had a great teacher, that and that does great. help when you see and you Absolutely. can and that kind of goes into what you're saying. You go back and I wrote this down. Age in school makes a difference. We're fucking kids, and it's like you expect me to sit down and memorize totally. shit. Totally. Like so, hearing you be like, "I wasn't good in school." It's like I wrote this note in parentheses for your thing. You're not good for school. Not you're not good in school. School wasn't for you. Like that's that's why the it, that's a whole another conversation. But that makes sense because I look back and I was like, I made myself enjoy school because I played sports. So I was like. Well, I, I can play sports because I'm in school. And that's really kind of what it came to. And then it, you know, that petered off. But I didn't like school either, man. Mm-hmm. I, felt, I, school. I felt just like, I, I look at my high school <laughs> career and I was like, man, I <laughs> fucked off a lot. Mm-hmm. And I could have done really well because it wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. But totally. I fucked off. But also, the, given zero incentive for actual real life, I don't stuff. High school doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Really no one has anything. ever asked for my high school GPA. Yeah. At like ever. Yeah. 
It, it is it is something that is I, well I don't know I, I I would think that that high school and school in general it's not just about what's in the textbooks it's about learning time management it's mm-hmm. about learning social skills it, it's, about, it's a structural it's about, yeah structure. it's it's about you know preparing it can be you structure. as a little human you know <laughs> well, that thinks they know everything at the age of 15 16 yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of you know all of that right now but that's just me well, so, you know, my, my mom has always said college degrees, when people ask for a bachelor on, on a job interview, they're not looking for you to have done really well in college. Yeah. They're looking for somebody who can commit to something Dedication. and for four years stick to it yeah. and come out the other side yeah. with, with something in He's hand. That, well, yeah, that, if, but that's what they're looking for is somebody who can commit and follow through. I think, yeah. I think that if your goal yeah. is college and high school is very important and I think that in the real world setting, you're right. No one says what's your high school, at least your high school diploma. But high school prepares you for college, and then college, if you are on that path, you without that good high school uh, credential, you're not going to get into a good school. I right. mean, it's just. I mean, my daughter um, barely squeaked into a lot of schools, or it you know got accepted to, with a four point six, which is insane. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, that's possible. My, wow. if you take, how do, how do you get a four point six? If you take AP classes, yeah, which okay. she did from her freshman year on, she took AP classes at all four years of high school. Yeah. Wow. So, but my nephew Connor, who's a local kid, he a four point three student, an Eagle Scout, varsity water polo player, did not get into Cal Poly. Wow. <laughs> Cal Poly is oh. one of the hardest, oh. most picky schools to get into, though. I'm gonna blow people's minds right now. Okay, yeah, let's get to Aaron's yeah, and then Aaron's, we can go right Yeah, I table. see you're shaking your head. You all gave me so much good He's stuff about to, to work with. Right Uh-oh. Oh, oh, in, really in. Just give us your your, your college first. Just scratch the, the surface. Or your education, your education. first, education and then we'll, first. we'll get into the round table. I graduated table. from Poly, right? Let's start there. Say that. Cal Poly. Slow. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. But here's the fun thing. I can understand where Clint's coming from with this, and I can understand where everybody is at on this table, since I am... Of course, the last person to speak for this is all good. It's you're, you were the last one here. Well, well, dra- dra- <laughs> drag it out a little here's, more. Here's, Let's here's, the, here's the best part about all of that. This is where I like to say it's not actually about, and I'm agreeing with Henry on this, about what you do in high school. It's what you do afterwards and how you perceive and pursue life afterwards. Because I was the kind of student in high school that actually viewed it as it was a glorified babysitting routine. I slept through most of high school under the pretense that I was a self-proclaimed narcoleptic. Some of my teachers actually were okay with that because I would just fall asleep randomly in class. Here's the thing, I scooted by high school never taking SAT or the ACT or whatever the hell it is. My sister went to extended school in regards to because she went through all the programs that were necessary but no one really got her in regards to what were the best methods to teach her. So she actually had to go and pretty much get outsourced to a different school to graduate with a GED. I got out of there with a high school diploma sleeping through most of my classes. What I figured out, which is gonna pretty much something that you probably wanna close the ears of most children, is you don't need to take your SATs or ACTs or whatever it is for college. All you need to do is go through community college as well because once you do that, you can transfer to a four-year college and get your degree in whatever you want. The fun thing that I did was this. 
once I got out of high school, I didn't know where I was going to go. Like most children of those age groups, if anything, of that time frame, you don't know what you want to do. You just finish one of those milestones in your life, and it's a big one at that time, or at least it seems like a big one. You're going to be separating from a lot of your friends because some of the smarter ones... Were you posts, applying to Were you applying to colleges in, apply in high to, school? Didn't apply to any colleges in high school. I went through a bridge program for a community college at So that time. were you just going to Cuesta at that time? Or? I wasn't even going to Cuesta at that time either. Okay. If anything, I was... I had no plan, zero plan in life, and that's okay is what I'm trying to say. People keep on telling you, this is what you have to do to be successful. But what did you do? What, what, what I, was your, like, how did you get into I poly? I was working at a fucking pizza place. That's how I got into poly. Let's start there. <laughs> okay, because, well, hold on. Just explain. Yeah. Ex so you I'm were working at a pizza place. I want to know the steps. I want to explain it. Right what here. was your education? Just my, my bullet education, point it out. Bullet point it out. I went almost chronologically. Into, yeah. Chronologically, I went out of high school almost to the Navy. Was in the Navy for a couple weeks and missed my ship date. Therefore, not having to go to the Navy and actually be part of it politically in that sense, but still have the ID as an actual individual part of the Navy and also get a bunch of veterans discounts because of that at that time. Whoa, <laughs> Jesus. You crafty, user. Crafty okay. motherfucker right okay. there. That's shady stolen that, valor That being right said. You maybe not there, want to say that to the public. Go, go back <laughs> to Quest His name College. is Aaron Hermesio. He lives at. <laughs> going back to Quest <laughs> College. Okay, still, so you did go to Quest. Still not knowing what I wanted to do. I switched my major five times. And the last time that I did it was because of the fact that when I went to my counselor's office, when I was only four classes away from actually having my transferable credits as an electrical engineer in biomed, that it was a 40% acceptance rate to be a sociology student into poly. So, like the crafty person or the hustler that I am, I switched to a sociology major, but like pretty much went to the books for that so that I can fast track my way into poly within a year and a half did that, got into poly as a sociology major. So at Cuesta, you were in, going to Cuesta for biomed? Biomed and electrical engineering, actually. Yeah. Oh. So a, du a double degree. <laughs> two, that's two yeah. separate, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But and, it's one. It's, but you, so you kind of had an idea of what you no wanted. No idea, because I switched into Why did you English. choose that, though? Like, why would you choose those two? Because I wanted to be Tony Stark. Oh, okay. That's a good... I, I should, love that you answer. You wanted to be a playboy, billionaire philanthropist. That's a great answer. That's should, all I wanted. Should you not? Honestly, <laughs> most of my inspirations that I've had were just from childhood things. That's awesome. That I was, like, really in tune with. And most of that was comic books, Legos, and a lot of cartoons. And so, as real <laughs> as that sounds, most of my life journey has been Why didn't you study to be a designer? Because that's, like a graphic my, designer. that's my next step. Obviously. <laughs> so, so then you went to poly. Yeah. Uh, you went all four years. Did you graduate with a sociology degree? With a sociology degree with a focus in psych and criminal justice and a minor in social psychology. Because while I was at Cuesta, I did a lot of focus in psych as well. So the fun thing behind that is that pretty much got me the AA in both sociology as well as psych. And then also allowed me to expand on that. Because here's the trick that most people don't even tell you. You might want to be a doctor. You might want to do this or that. But honestly, whatever your bachelor's degree is, 
doesn't really matter because all you have to do is do the prerequisites before you do your masters and you can be a master in electrical engineering, biomed, or become a doctor in whatever you want because the whole thing is, like you were saying, they train you like John Mulaney was like, they train you to take these contracts to be in school so that you're always paying for these bills. Here's the thing, I've only owed three grand to my college education. You know why? We're going to have to fact check that one. No, you can, <laughs> you can fact check that because check, you're, you're we want No, facts. you can check my loan too in regards to what I'm paying off. The reason behind that is this. Because you were the, impersonating a Navy. No. <laughs> not even that. Not even that. I haven't even once. I'm not a part of this conversation. I'm leaving. Ne- never even checked off like a better portion in my life and the documents for that because here's the fun part about that. If you spend a year out of school where you're just working for cash, doing landscaping, doing things that actually give you an etiquette or give you some type of discipline, a view in the world in regards to that's not as elegant as driving Porsches or living in like a four bedroom house by yourself and having everything expense paid. If you do that for a year while going through Cuesta College or some kind of community college, here's the fun thing about taxes. Is hold on, hold on. We, oh, no. no, we got it. Okay, yeah, we'll so, so basically, you went to Cuesta, I'm you went so to Poly. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna right. skip so, it back around. So we're we'll get around. to your tax conversation right. later, but <laughs> I think we're gonna go back that, around. This has so story. much information. But, uh, yeah. The cool thing How about all this situation is, as long as you understand how you want to go through school and you're willing to work hard to do it. You can do it without spending an arm and a leg and going into a complete financial debt because it okay. is. It goes back to a lot of things that we've talked about before. It's about having an obsession about what you want to do. Mine has always been about learning something new because during my childhood, I never was really handed anything. If anything, I had to learn stuff on my own because when it comes down to it, sometimes it's great to have a family member or a parental figure that will teach you stuff. But when they don't teach you that stuff, that's when you have to kind of outsource that. For me, I was always about outsourcing. And when you get to that point, you start to realize that outsourcing and hustling is kind of the same thing. And you can get your education regardless of if you pass your SATs or you go through your freaking ACTs or whatever it is. I'm tired of people telling children these days that they have to do this in order to get that. That's not do you true. Do you do a lot? As a sociologist? <laughs> no. Do you tell children that a lot? No, not at all. If anything, Drop ch- out of school. Children, children are the <laughs> best people to talk to because they're the only human beings that will ask you what's your third favorite reptile. No freaking yeah. adult will well, actually ask you things like that yeah. because they just want the base level stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to think like a kid to be creative enough to get the things that you want in this world. Because the world ain't gonna give. Okay, you, you shit. went you went from taxes to but how kids think. <laughs> We're, let's wrap it around. Let, let well, there's the a reason the, behind that because well, oh, oh, let, I let I, I, I think I know where you're going, Aaron, and I, it's important for people to hear that there is another way into education because yeah, the the daunting task of and and I was lucky enough like my mom never pushed me to go to school for something. She gave me the option. Mm-hmm. You want to do it? Go do it. And th- that's what it was. And so I did it because I wanted to. But and so like that that wasn't a fault of 
I didn't have guidance in a creative endeavor after high school. I always was creative. I just, I'm, I, I wrote this down the other day and there's a great podcast about it um, by Malcolm Gladwell <clears throat> called Revisionist History. And I can't remember the episode. I think it was Picasso or fuck another, uh, an impressionist painter. And he talks about instant genius versus slow genius. He's like, Picasso was instant. He fucking cranked out pieces. Paint shit. Just over and over. And then there was, I want to say, it was, can you guys name some Impressionist Dolly. painters? No, he's not an Impressionist. Um, like, one of, the fr- one of those French Rim- fucks. Rim- um, <laughs> Somebody's beating oh their gosh, phone right now listening. To they're going to listen to this be like, his fucking name is this. Um, anyways, Monet. Let's call it Monet. Monet. I think he, Monet's I think it is yeah. Monet. Anyways, the point he makes is, some people take a long time to open up and blossom and find what they want. Others know right away what they're doing. Um, and, he, and so he, it's a beautiful example. And, it, and he uses the word genius, not if you've read any of his books, Malcolm Gladwell thinks anybody can be a genius. So did Albert Einstein. He says, Absolutely. yeah, if you do enough, if you're obsessed enough, you're a genius. Yeah. Yeah. That word is polarizing sometimes because it makes you like, I'm not a genius. Well, they use IQ you, as a stat. Yeah, and that's, that's not a great... No, but it isn't. If you talk to any psych major, they'll right. tell you that IQ is the worst thing to measure. Like. It is, and it's not a good measurement. <laughs> but his whole point is it takes some people a long time to get to where they want to be creatively. And for me, that's what it is. Like is. I'm 33, and I'm just... About four years ago, I was I hit this peak of like... I think I know what I want to do now. I mm-hmm. see my creative path. When I was 18, I had no, I had none of that, and not to the fault of anybody. No, it wasn't a lack of guidance. It was just where I was at. I was just, I think I was just kind of going, like experiencing things. And maybe that <laughs> Buddha would have been proud. He's like, you're living in the moment, every moment. But you're trying to make sense of the world, like because like, it gets crazier yeah. and crazier the older you get, oh, where yeah. you are slowly like. I'm about to turn 25. I'm only beginning to realize like what, like how shit actually works and but dude, who I am. I, and that's great. But you know what? I look at you and you're way ahead of me when I was 25. Mm-hmm. I was still a knucklehead. And that's the whole point of his podcast is he's like that, that episode he talks about, he uses some famous examples, Monet and Picasso. And then he talks about, um, fuck, um, I think Elvis Costello comes up in it. Nice. And he's like, that that dude, or uh, maybe not him, but it was um, whoever wrote that song, Hallelujah. Off, mm. off the top of my head, I can't think of it. Uh, um, yep. No, no, no. He did not write it. Uh, it was uh, um, Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wrote that song. And it he didn't, he he took a long, he took, it took him like six years to be like, I, I guess it's done. Yeah. And that it took one dude like Jeff Buckley to be to take it and f- make it sound finished. And Leonard Cohen's like, oh. But then you also have like uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, instant right. genius, right? Where it goes he can just the... so and it's and it goes back to the education thing. It's like sometimes <laughs> you're writing way too many notes, but uh, but yeah, it's it's the the after high school and. That's why it's an it's a cool question because high school, I think I think your mom knew when she emailed me this question. It was like, what happened after high school? Because 
it's curious. I did a, I, I was actually more creative in middle school than I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I did plays in middle school. I was the big bad wolf in a reproduction of the three little pigs and oh i got to God. smoke a cigarette on stage it was awesome and, I, <laughs> and my mom made my costume and like i was i i had i i god i wish somebody had a video of it i think Me i too. tried to do a new york accent <laughs> so i was like the big bad wolf but like i was a scumbag you know, oh, okay. oh the biggies in it you know that's amazing just a, that's a boston accent I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> see there you go terrible i played so in middle school i also played the villain in the play Oh, I was so I was Jafar in Aladdin. Ooh, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, but I, I also played I played the the main. Um, it wasn't the wolf, but the weasel in uh, uh, Wind in the Willows. Oh, that's a great book. And yeah. I had a I had a necktie that was a noose around oh, my wow. neck. Wow. It, was, it was super oh, I also played the villain. I was one of the three wise men. Jesus. <laughs> Aaron, I, I brought, Aaron, ignore I, that, Catholics. Ignore it. I brought frankincense. <laughs> I had my I, I've heard people get high on frankincense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was well, going <laughs> I mean, it's... And, and going back to her question, it was the impacts it had. It sounds like... I guess my impact came... Like, it, like my whole point about the slow versus fast... I'm just now feeling the impacts of my education and looking back and not in regret, but just saying, I wish someone had come up to me when I was 17 and been like, hey, dude, there's this whole uh, profession about it's broadcasting, create production, audio engineer. Like I knew about that like peripherally. That was kind of like, I know that's out there, but I didn't I never had that. And until now, and that's why I'm like, it's interesting. And I think a lot of people can relate. You have an interest, and then it goes away, and then it it oh, comes yeah. back up later, hard, hard, hard. And you know what that reminds me of sure. is like, if have you read The Alchemist? No. I have no good excuse why as to why not. It's sitting on my bookshelf. I also have not read it. That is a fantastic book where any of us, any of us, no matter how old, well, maybe if you're a little too young, but if you're a little, like, let's say past college, you'll understand (laughs) the, or not college, not necessarily, you don't have to graduate college to understand that, but it's a a book that I think they do teach in in some elementary schools. But in the book... The main character. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Is, Go for it. Okay. No, it's been spoiled. I'm not going to spoil it. Spoiler alert for the Alchemist. It's been out no, for a long it's, time. It's, You're not going to spoil I'm it. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I'm going to um, yeah. say that What's the, the main character has this dream mm-hmm. that his purpose is to find a treasure in the desert, in the pyramids. Um, uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously in Morocco, Egypt, in that in that area. Obviously. He then goes through the pitfalls of life where he encounters a certain obstacle that withholds him from being able... Sorry, my voice is going away. Drink more modern times. It's sexy. (laughs) Um, Lube your throat with beer. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. I totally finished my beer. I have to open another one. He goes through this pitfall, uh, this obstacle that withholds him from achieving his dream. Okay. So in order for him to be able to make it by, 
he has to settle for something that will help him live to survive okay the job that he finds he's content with and he's content with it for about a certain amount of time which I feel like can translate for all of us a certain amount of time where we've put where we've put our dreams aside yeah because we're content with something that we find that's comfortable and um, very true when you read this book it's it's ser- it is unreal how Paulo Coelho the um, the author in every single one of his books he's able he's able to really connect with every single reader on a level that every single one of us can identify with no matter your background no matter where you're from and it's all about achieving one's dream and all about being able to uh, to go over yeah the obstacles that 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 um, that present themselves in in our lives. That reminds me of Tracy Chapman's song "Fast Car." I kid you not, I kid you not though, because it, ah. it in many ways it's that idea, and it doesn't matter about your education level at all. Okay. Even if like you can't read *The Alchemist*, the idea primarily being based around there's a struggle that all of us have to achieve, and sometimes you have to just buckle down. And deal with the shit that is living, which is kind of getting that nine to five job or that grocery store job just to get by. And the thing is, if you're, once you find something that you're passionate about, pursuing it is going to be the best option to do because of the fact, regardless of where your finances are at that time, you won't live in regret right. for not doing it. Yeah, because even it's a that, big one. Between all the time of my schooling as well, I went through school for music as well, through the ACM, which is the Academy of Contemporary Music in London. So, so that's what you weren't saying when you were talking about taxes. <laughs> when it comes down so to so much stuff, there is a lot that I've done in a limited amount of time, and honestly, it's hard to just go in details about why I've done it, other than the fact that I had really no path at that time, but I knew at the very moment when I was starting to do something that that was what I should do at least give it a try so it sounds to me Aaron like you're still you 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 pursue a lot of things but you still haven't found the one thing or have you uh, you know what? I don't like to believe that there's just one thing for us that's the okay. reason why uh, sometimes I, there is though there, there can be and that's the thing I'm not ever in any sense saying that that is the right or the wrong way of approaching education because I had one individual random that I didn't even know over at a coffee shop that said you're a renaissance man I had to mull that over my mind to even understand what that meant but she promptly followed with that as it just means you pursue a lot of different things and you get really good at those some people like to say oh you're a jack of all trade and a master of none but why do you have to be a master of none of those 
We have the capability as Well, there's people. limitations. Let's be yeah. limitations. Real, realistically, realistically there, that, that, there are limitations. Limitations that people in society put on. No, that, that no. people... Oh. Realistic. Okay. No, no, not, not just people in society, I, but I like... I agree to disagree because of the fact that I spent six years studying sociology, and that all rhymed because I'm also a fucking poet. <laughs> what aren't you? <laughs> but that being said, it's because... Right, but, but do you understand rhymes. if someone listening to... To you talk they might hear a little bit of like well i don't think that way so what how could you relate that your your experiences to someone that might not feel about there's things there's going the to be way bound you to be one person that in this world is struggling not just on that aspect of where you guys are sitting trying to disagree with what i'm saying but trying to <laughs> prove that di- point trying to prove the point that they are capable of doing that and what I'm trying to be is that individual to say, you can't do that. Because here's the thing. There's a lot of factors in this world that says you can't do this. You can't do that because of this. That right there, those are the things that keep people under a certain threshold, a certain stratification within society that makes them believe that the skies are the limit. Okay. But, but that's not true. Okay. But. I think we've got a couple points here. So let's try to... Yeah. Clint raised his yeah. hand first. I would. I agree with you in one sense. If it, if we were living in a perfect world where we didn't have to pay bills and we didn't have to pay rent, and you know, uh, then yeah, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. But in a setting where, if you know, you it's a it's a one of my. We were just talking about this, and Gabby, you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. It's about cost benefit analysis, mm. and that's how I kind of go through my life when I make decisions. I look at. The, what is the cost of this of this decision? What is the benefit of this decision? Which is a real thing, absolutely. So it's up to you. What you know? Where if you want to go spread, you know, if you want to do a million different things, um, you can. But oftentimes that will set you up in life for um, a life that maybe you don't have the comfort or security that you are, are looking for, perhaps. And you can call that society placing pressures on me. It's not. I like to come home to a house. Yeah. I like to have a backyard. I like to have a front yard. You know what I mean? These are things that make me happy. So I have both those, but I'm also flexible to what I'm learning. Gabby sent a video out before too, earlier today, in regards to an individual who had spent his last dime in certain circumstances and was fearing that he was gonna go hungry in regards to how he spent his own money, but that individual himself, if I if my phone's what? not dead, I can also show it. I did not send this video. Yes, you actually shared it. I'm not kidding. All right, well, I, oh, I'm, on I'm Facebook. Just, yeah, on Facebook. That individual is now a very successful millionaire because of the fact that he didn't let money, the cost-benefit analysis, rule his life. It was a factor in his life, yes, but are you talking about um but that's like that's like asking like that's, that's like saying yeah a lot of no that's the thing that's what i'm trying to prove is that that's like saying a lottery winner a lottery winner will tell you that yeah lottery tickets are a good commodity you should go buy them it worked for me that's not gonna work for everyone absolutely Fa- famous people who have become famous in acting or whatever it is like they got lucky for the timing most part, is, that's how we all get successful is there's a bit of timing, a bit of luck, a little bit of skill, networking. everything going into this. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. So I would say like Robert Rodriguez is maybe one of the best 
jack-of-all-trades there is. Absolutely. For a lot of his movies, he's directing, editing, shooting, writing, writing the music, he's writing it, he's doing everything in that movie. But it's movie. all within But again, I was yeah, just this is, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is under one category of filmmaking that he's chosen to make his life about. He's gone into the study of filmmaking. To, like, he is a great chef. And, but like he's a chef too. Yeah, he he, he makes awesome recipes. But yeah. like, but that's he doesn't have a restaurant. He doesn't have like all the, like yeah. To if he was he doing all it, those other things, are. the quality of his filmmaking would have to go down just based on time alone. You like our time is so limited that in order to be a true jack of all trades, you are literally a master of none. You cannot master every trade. It takes how many hours to perfect a craft? What is it? A hundred thousand hours? Ten thousand. Ten thousand hours yes. to be to be considered an expert a in master. something. So considered. if you can't, if you and if you don't practice that at least an hour a day, you are losing skill <laughs> so in that you, thing. Right, so, so if you bait hooks for ten thousand hours. You're going to be a master real good at it. Does that make you a master? I got your joke way ahead of you, Dad. That's a dad joke. Dirty, there's, dirty there's, boy. There's, a, there's a, a sense of idealism that I, I would love to be fucking perfect at all of my different artistic endeavors, but at the same time, I know I've put, I've put time into specific parts of art that if I wanted to be a great graphic designer, I would have to start now and commit the time, and it would take away time from the other artistic th endeavors that I'm going into. Who are you so, looking acknowledgement for? Nobody but myself. I'm just then saying you that. Be a for, master at it if you are. I, I'm only saying that's incorrect. From yourself. I'm saying that's uh, like you I can. disagree. Hold with on, that. hold you on. You absolutely can, but so, the issue is you're still looking for acknowledgement from your peers. No, I said point. myself. <laughs> no, you did for that purpose. I think. Hold on, before you guys get into a debate, let me just <laughs> let me just throw this out there. It's everybody is going to have an idea of what they're capable of for themselves, mm -hmm. and absolutely. that's it's all subjective. And it is yes. very subjective. So hearing advice, and I and I love this dude for saying it he's a comedian more of a comedic actor he doesn't do much stand-up his name's josh rubin fucking hilarious impressionist does did funny or die for and he's like i fucking hate advice and this is coming from a dude who's like trust me i want advice but i don't like it and he's like you just find your own way you just find your own way and that's like eh, mm -hmm. that's all you need some people so aaron what you're saying it's it's daunting to a lot of people and Absolutely. you're you've got I like your positivity is like anybody's capable of anything you're absolutely right the world is but you gotta also be willing to accept that some people might hear that and be like he doesn't understand my situation which you don't and I don't nobody does so everybody's got to find their own way hearing hearing that is, is keep that positive like, yeah, there's she, you can yeah. get done if you want to do it. Well, I'm not disagreeing with anything that's been said right now. Yeah. Honestly, if you play back everything that has been said. Yeah, play back. I do have it. not I been can't do it. Right I can't do that. If anything, I've only questioned why set limitations for yourself, even if 
that is what you're looking I don't for. think that that was the con. I don't no, think that was the, the point. The point wasn't not limitations. No, it was not. just being aware of certain things that could be considered Absolutely. limitations. Introspection is a bitch. Let's it's, just put it down plain and simple. Aaron, it's, it's called. It's called. You should know this. It's called self awareness. Yeah, which is introspection. Okay, is, exactly. Self no, self awareness. It, it is. You don't have to say introspection. Just say self awareness. It's just part of the things. That Some I people like, like to hear certain things. It's more appealing to hear I'm self aware than introspective. I'm just saying you. There's there's a way to convey your information sure. that is easier to digest. Sure. And well, in this conversation, it's not, we can go and I want, and I'm gonna sit down with you and you and I are gonna go balls deep on a philosophy <laughs> episode, oh, but it's sweet. gonna be you and I. Can yeah. there be video for this one? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but in this in this situation, it's like, let's let's stick to the, and not for any other reason other than satisfaction. Let's stick to the cut and dry discussions of what what helped us what didn't help us not not because and i know we're all we all have a lot more to say but it's like sometimes you just kind of like give a little the whole thing i hate advice i do too but sometimes you need to hear a perspective not to coming be able off to as focus advice. your energy so it's it's and i like that that question is what was our education experience and impact and now I'm going back and Is that where we came from? Yeah. It feels like we came from I know. From but it's okay. Else. <laughs> but yeah. Like, it is thought provoking. It's very good. But yeah. there's the, like what I learned in my photography classes at LA Center of Photography. I learned to hone in on my skills on my area. Right. Of what I do. So on a photo shoot, I rarely get to pick like most a lot of the time lower budget things i have to play a lot of roles i have to wear a lot of hats where and, and i think that came up in the last one of talking about you you found the importance of having a an assistant yeah like i don't want to do clothes or the makeup or whatever right well yeah like i i would love to be able to sit down dress somebody do their makeup do their hair like make make everything perfect and design the set and do everything else yeah. I'm a great photographer I'm not good at makeup if I was to start doing that now it would look fucking silly so so having having focus. the ability to like focus in on what you really want to be good at mm-hmm. and let other people who are good at what they are good at Every but like it 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 compounds in the biggest way where all of a sudden it is the culmination of all of these different skills and abilities that alone I would never be able to replicate. And if I was, I would have to be fucking eighty years old and have done (laughs) nothing but practice all of these jobs at the same time. Eighty years. And and or just being telling people what to do the entire time. Mm Where like some of the best parts of working in a crew is giving up some of responsibility Amen. and letting people be their own artists. And that's when it's really a collaboration instead of you dictating what... If I was to go up to my makeup artist and be like, no, that smoky eye needs to be a little smaller. Like, I'm, I'm sure... What I'll, do you know? I'm sure I'll, I could get to there and if, I, if I had a very true vision. But then again, that would be something I'd be communicating with my makeup artist. Let them bait their own hook is what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yes. You can't what let that go. Means. You can't let it go. But what so that means. God, that's what that's what some of my <laughs> post high school education has taught me is that working you, with people is beneficial. And mm-hmm. to to so focus to focus <laughs> to focus on my part of the job. Finding a way to work with people. How about that? I think finding a way because I, going off of yeah. like, oh do you, the right, do you right, the right go, people too. Go. the right people yeah because going off of that. Um, we work with some people that try to kind of, in my own words, for lack of a better word, to be a little selfish with all the responsibilities that they want. And I have a very um, well-endowed resume with the ability. Well-endowed resume. Oh, it is long. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I've had to make the font very small because it is very long. (laughs) Because I know what I can bring to an organization or to a group of people um, to advance a business. But when people try to... If they think that they can do so much, I can do this and 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 there's no focus and there's no organization that you are you are cutting yourself short and you're, I don't know what any other saying, you're cutting your feet off. You're, you're, I'm inventing a new word or a new saying, but it, you're, why not develop the group around you, a team yeah. around you yeah. that has a, proven ability and proven skills <clears throat> to build a business or an organization or a vision mm-hmm. rather than like trying to keep it as your own where I feel like at that at at that point where if you're keeping it to yourself and it's like no 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 it's mine it feels a little no. it, it's selfish and I agree. To say and since you're going down that path as a uh, a manager of a small staff, I will say one of the hardest things to do successfully is to relinquish the reins and go, no, I, I trust you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make the right choices. And and that in itself and, is its own skill, being and, a manager. And I think, right. Leading, and what I've learned, leading is not What easy. I've learned through that is yeah. by empowering others. Yeah. You empower yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But that makes a great leader because mm. there's a difference between being an owner being a manager yeah. and being a leader. Mm-hmm. Being time. a leader is the greatest sense. And I took I took this test for um, for a job interview recently for like what is your what's what is your management style? I was like, well, I don't know. Is there actually like a title for that? And my I took a test and it said it's like my style is uh, being a diplomat. And it's being able to inspire other people to be their best because I know that that's what I would want. In, yeah. in my in my experience because that's not yeah. what I've received um, it sounds like a lot a lot like lead by example absolutely if, if other people see you working and doing as much as doing the same things that they do and you're doing it well then they're gonna be like oh I'll just do it like her because she knows what she's doing and it's I had a boss like that he he didn't talk the talk mm-hmm I've had bosses like that. They're like, yeah, you go do this and this. It's like, cool, man, but I don't see you doing it. So how are you the boss? Exactly. I had a boss and he'd say, hey, we got to do all this shit. And then he'd go out and do it with us. And all of a sudden you look over and you're like, that's my boss, but not really. Mm -hmm. But he's leading us. I'm glad he's here leading us. 
and he's leading, you know, it's, there's, there is, and that's a weird question, number one, management. So if this is all falls into the, like, you don't, nobody tell, told me that shit in high school. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, how I do got, you lo- and listen, I got like, I guess this goes back to the education thing. I think I got lucky because I, my parents made me get a job, not made me, they did and they didn't. They suggested, they said, hey, you're 13, you can legally work eight hours a week now. Mm-hmm. So I did. That's and right. I worked at the movie theater with my brothers. Fucking awesome. We got free popcorn, free candy, <laughs> free yeah. movies. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That's the best. But it instead that but they're and I props to my folks. Thanks, Ernie and Kim. <laughs> um but it was that learning of the responsibility and seeing being a like it and that maybe that's why college wasn't such a thing for me because I worked since I was 13. I had a job all through high school and I learned the value of you just show up to a job and you do your job and you do it well Mm -hmm. and things start happening and you get paid, you get a paycheck and it's like, Mm -hmm. and then I, I looked at school like Nobody pay. I have to nobody's pay for paying, that. Yeah. Nobody's paying me to do it. That literally. You're paying I, to be a professional. It's memorizer. weird that I just. <laughs> it's not weird. I'm a I'm a late bloomer, guys. I'm slow. It <laughs> just occurred to me that that's why school didn't appeal to me. Same here. Nobody was paying me for that. Well, and, I, and I said I'll learn on my own while I'm learning another thing, getting paid to learn something, and then I can go learn everything I want on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's why school. And, but here's the thing. That's not to say school's not worth something. It is. It very much can be. It depends on how you use it. I have friends that went to school for one thing. They graduated and they're like, I'm not doing, not even close to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's part of the experience. Life. Yeah, but no, I've had kids. Kids. We're all kids. <laughs> Fuck it. I've had friends that went to school for something and they learned the importance of um, I'm not just learning about that. I'm learning how to make my way into this. I have a friend who went in, he's in music production, and he did, he actively sought out, he was in the degree program, and he was like, how do I get a hold of these people? And his professor was like, that's a great question. Here's all these lists of people in the summer you can intern for. And then he used his education experience to do that. He, and, he, and that's what he does for a living mm-hmm. now. He, some people just kind of go through the motions and they don't. But he, he figured out that little like trick of that's cool. That's cool that we're getting a degree. But how do I get a job after the right. degree? We're and as, and it, for, for, you know, he, he sought that out. But it's like, on the other hand, and your mom's other tag on to this question was, what is the importance of a college degree in today's society? In society, it's considered very every job not opening ev- that not, I find that I find that you find. says must have a bachelor's right. degree. No, and yeah. I because ugh, have a, do I feel I do feel that I've taken knowledge or ex- experience writing essays that's or, knowledge you know, any knowledge other. is experience and yes it's, they're interchangeable for sure yeah but actually I um, think experience is knowledge exactly I would say knowledge, I would knowledge doesn't equate experience because you experience is actually like I think 
the um, Cal Poly motto is learn by doing. It's like, cool, there's no better way than to actually, because I think like, uh, you know, doing the senior project and all that stuff. Like I interned my last year for a production, um, a film production company, because that's what I really wanted to do. And there was no better education than that actual experience, but it definitely doesn't equate the other way around. Right. Um, yeah. I... Do when I look back, I am very appreciative of the fact that I do have a bachelor's degree. Would I do it differently? I totally would. I would do yeah. something differently. <clears throat> I would have used the at least like the resources, like what your friend was talking about, where it's like utilizing the networks, the connections that your professors have. But the, I was never taught that. Right. Me, personally. I was never taught, like, hey, we have resources yeah. for you yeah. well, and I think to a, be able to expand yeah. your experience. I think experience. a lot of people feel that way in college. They might not be told that, oh, yeah, this is meant as a resource. Not a, not like, hey, remember this date and remember this number and remember that this is this and this. this it's It should be, and David Orr is a brilliant man about mm-hmm talking about this he says our education system is broken because we teach kids how to be how to consume and memorize build and he's like instead of start with this teach them how to think right absolutely how do you think about things what does that mean exactly exactly and that (laughs) like yes Clint so can can, I would make a note of this we could have a whole podcast on what you just said right there Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of because because (laughs) if we want to get dark and deep and dark on this I think it's 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 not by coincidence that we're teaching our kids to not think critically Mm -hmm. I think this is a carefully crafted plan Mm -hmm. by the man the to they mean? don't want a population that can think critically That's educated. so they get away they skirt around that well, we need test, to work for hold on a second yeah. hold on mm-hmm. by yes. test scores mm-hmm. yes. they they want to dumb down power. workforce is that a labor force right so so they skirt around that with funding and you only get funding if you have high test scores and how mm-hmm. do you achieve high test scores testing testing memorization memorization testing testing there's like no the critical thinking there's no there's no letting the kids ask questions, you know. So that's something that that you kind of struck a nerve with me real quick about because and I'll stop touching the table. Sorry about that. Is it bad? <laughs> no. Here's the thing. There's no clinch, but <clears throat> no, it's there a is, mental but, military. <clears throat> but I'm that glad, is it. You brought clean spice facts. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, glo- I, no, I think that spice. my problem with education today is today. Uh, currently. <laughs> How about when you were in school? I don't think so much. No? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think so much okay. because we didn't have all the mandatory testing back then. I'm 40. And, so listen, when I went to... And that's a When good, I was in elementary school, it was in the 80s. Okay. High school, my, my freshman year of high school was 1989. Yeah. So I feel like back then, you know, there, still, there was no internet. There was still a lot of people in the trades. You had trades. to work for your research. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah, exactly. If you had to write a paper, you had to get out the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or no smart girls. Which oh, is yeah, I remember Encyclopedia, encyclopedia Britannica, the dude that would sell you that. The too. what? Dude, we had them, bro. Exactly. We yeah. had them. Turning pages? Library. 
Do you what? guys? Do you, do, I wonder how many of our listeners know know what the Dewey Decimal System is. Oh yeah. Me, yeah. I do. That's because you guys are nerds. Oh, but yeah. if you're, well, that's because we're nerds. nerds. Yeah. Can we all go oh, to the library nerds. one day? Yeah. No, I I think what's what's funny about this this whole Dewey question. Decimal System. <laughs> this whole question and the and the 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 roundtable that we've been having is that. For the most part, what has impacted our life and through that our creativity is not it, like our education post high school certainly has had impacts upon our lives. But most clearly what's shining through is that life taught us more after high school than without a doubt yeah that like learning how to deal with people (laughs) learning how to accomplish a task you don't want to do like these are aspects of life that have given us drive even in our creativity if there's like yeah man i don't want to do this today but again this is my only day off yeah my my life has taught me that like it, there was nothing in high school because I'm not getting a grade on this, and yeah. no one is no one is telling me this is not for some sort of thing like thing some that I need to grade. do. <laughs> but it is life has taught me that I need to do, or and, if and, I want this, I need to pursue it now, and I need to put in the work. So I feel like that's that's kind of where we're all heading right now. Is that if I may interject yeah, on that? Go for it. You know. Um, Going back to Bender's comments earlier about my schooling, I, I learned more in the music industry, which was primarily cohabitating with four brothers in a van or an RV for, for weeks and weeks on end. Um, I learned more through that. <laughs> I, <laughs> the reason he's laughing, I, I was just trying to deep throat the microphone. Can you teach me? <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. Sorry, side, I totally derailed but you. I, sorry. I, I'd agree but, with you, but the, no, the film you industry, the yeah. film industry, anything. Uh, uh, any industry you go into, you learn about people and how to interact with people and how, oh, fuck, dude, I just pissed that guy off. I feel like a dick. I'm never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, life, I'm life not going to say that same thing again. Where you know what I mean? I, right, yeah. I, I need to be on time. I need this, you know? So it's. I think that, you know, school and college can can definitely set you up with a, 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 foundation. a foundation to the building you're going to build on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think really that was... It is. I think Dee Dee's tag on that was the importance might... I, I mean, importance slash value could be, again, there might be in the same thing. And to me, and this is my life experience, not every, not anybody else's, but mine, I got more out of working and living than going to school. Okay. However, without a doubt, I concur. In my, at, at the age I am now, there are things that I need to go to school for that I want to do. Right. Yeah. And it will empower, like, I, I realize there's a benefit to educate. Like, I get that. I get the structure, but it's all about finding the right school, too. Mm-hmm. It um, is. And like, a trade school. Like, mm-hmm. I look back, I'm like, man, I probably would have fucking loved going to a trade school to learn how to fucking weld. Me, too. I know how to weld. Oh, but yes. I really want to know how to weld. Yes. But so dude, I paid maybe, I think, it's like... 300 bucks for a four-week class at at the LA Center of Photography. 
and it was more impactful and informational. They had equipment to, for us to use. They had all yeah. these things. Then I probably paid more for that one week of community college than I paid for that class, and I got ten times more information. It, right. was, it was it was worth more than the cost. It was definitely so. worth more than the cost. I'd say even just school or the lack thereof helps you find out who you want to be regardless of the path that you choose. Because when it comes down to it, you're making those choices, constantly having to do that. And what one of, I'd say, the elders that I've met with in the past used to say was just pretty much, if you don't know what you want to do, that's okay. It's fine to not right. know because right. the world is your oyster. <clears throat> not, that means you have not yeah. set your heart on one single task yet, which means that your options are limitless. That's a fun thing. It's yeah. also frightening as shit, but it's really cool because that means you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And there is it's no true. real timestamp on that. I've met individuals that were at Poly that were part of the quote unquote one percentile of Poly that were like above 50 years old, 60s, pushing on 80s, and they're getting their bachelor's degree in something else or their yeah. graduate degree in something else. You know why? Yeah. Because we are all, all students of life. Every time that we step out the door, we're learning something new from some avenue. And and that's that's great. And that's that would be, and I don't even want to use the word advice. I would say, here's here's a way to start for anybody that's, that thinks that they missed out on an edu a formal because first of all fuck formal education yeah, what is that? yeah what do you wear a tuxedo to class oh guys with the dad jokes Clint is, is killing it um Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. can we but, talk about Benedict but, Cumberbatch that's the it's that's a great place to start Aaron chest. it's it is you walk out the door and you're learning already and but here's the importance of to tag onto that. Uh, teaching people or letting people know that that is learning is important because some people might not think about it. It's perspective. It's like a lot of people might walk out the door and not think what they're doing is learning. They might think of it as routine. It's like, yeah, but you should think of it as learning. And I that openness, being open to learning is a, is a good place to start. Especially for me, I'm a late bloomer, man. I'm learning more than I ever have and I look back, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't go to school, it, like to kids? college. I'm, I'm, I actually am glad. And not because it's like, not the money thing. It's, I've learned more in the last five years than I have, than I think I could have mm -hmm. at school. And I think yeah. I would have been tainted. And here's the thing, that's my own experience. Not to say yeah. that somebody that did that and went through it isn't going through that. Yeah. But, I, think, I think that you're not alone there because I think when you're in your 20s, you think you know everything. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that was one of my afflictions I, in my twenties. I, I thought I knew everything. Well, and having that validated is almost a like if you meet a professor that's like telling you or like you you vibe with somebody that's telling you information that you want to hear. That can be almost a dangerous thing where like you are hearing uh, ideas of a professor or something that is you're taking it as gospel and as fact and mm -hmm. as as true information as opposed to then questioning that person without getting a bad grade that's a that's a weird system to be put into as somebody who's just <laughs> developing their sense of self mm -hmm. so having 
having somebody giving you an opinion, an idea about how to interpret things, and if you disagree with them, you're incorrect. Not to say that that is how college classrooms work, but I like if you're disagreeing with your professor, you're probably going to be wrong on the essay. Like it. <laughs> I would just like to complete my thought though. Oh, what go I was for saying yeah. in my twenties, I think a lot of people think they know more than they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that against anybody in their twenties, okay? But what happened to me, and I'll just talk about me right now. In my 30s, my early 30s, I realized I didn't know everything. And I was a lot more open to, oh, okay, all right. So, oh, fuck, okay, that makes sense. And, oh, shit, yeah, okay, yeah, man, okay, I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? Where in your 20s, you're kind of like, Fucking, I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you're not willing to listen fucking to cocks them. hard, going full speed. Yeah. You're like, ah, I'm fucking young. I'm on top of the world. I'm never but, gonna die. Right, so, right, so <laughs> I don't have to listen to anyone else. Yeah, and also in my 30s was when I started losing friends too. People started mm-hmm. dying, you know. And oh my gosh, that's actually losing losing friends. people. Yeah. Oh, so that also. The first really clue, the first few people close to me that I lost, where I was like. Okay, hold on a second. All right, so now, okay, so we do die. We actually do die. Yeah. That, for me, impacted me in the way that I was more open to uh, learning and listening, and it humbled me. It made me, I brought myself back to, okay, so I'm not indestructible. I'm not immortal. Well, and, and I think also, too, I, say too, I think, you know, running around on a stage playing punk rock and rock and roll with your foot up on the monitor every night, you know, it, it instills in you a sense of immortality and it puts you in a, in a mentality in a space where it's not the real world. And, you know, yeah, so once, once I was kind of, I pulled myself out of that environment, going back to just, I just want to go back to what you were saying how you're learning more and more now. Um, and my 30s were a huge, huge, huge growth period for me. Like, huge growth in ways that I would never imagine. So, mm-hmm. go with it, man. I mean, I just go saw my... It. I found out what nipples are today, so... <laughs> um, should we do final what? thoughts and then insp- weekly inspiration? We could do that, or... Are we, we doing a halftime? No. Oh, it's been like five hours. Yeah, it, 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 no, we're actually only we're only doing talk. we're only in an hour and twenty, so we're right on track. Yeah, but okay. maybe like start wrapping up our thoughts, and then we can do some weekly inspiration, some fun I love stuff. This. I do. Yeah, let's let's lighten it up. I like that suggestion. We can light. We can light it up. Talk. Thank you so much, Didi. Yeah, Didi. Shout out to Didi Brewington great, for this prompt. Because here's topic. the thing, and guys, we will come back to this. And there's more Fantastic. to dive into. I wrote. We've got notes, and that's kind of the point of this. Is like we're gonna we're gonna reiterate and re you know it's it's reinforcing some of our ideals now that we're not all complete. And I've never believed that's something I learned too. I'm not complete, and I never will be, and mm-hmm. that's okay. A complete like somebody that's like I know everything. I've got. I'm good. It's like 
if you're not learning or changing every day, your body would like shut down and be like, <laughs> "Well, I, that's it. Sorry." Like it would just stop working. Yeah. I would there's nothing love left to, to know do. if there is someone, even in their higher thirties, older thirties. I don't know what's <laughs> higher thirties. What is the higher thirties? Like low thirties, mid thirties, younger thirties. He smoked what nine bowls and he's thirty-six. <laughs> that's he's pretty in the mid aughts. <laughs> but someone that's in their thirties, forties, fifties, whatever. That if they do actually feel that they are totally fulfilling their calling in they life, they wouldn't come here because they're so complete. They wouldn't feel the need. I, no, I, but I would love to know their. Their mentality and to how it is that they feel because they I know, the, I know that we're trying to, to end. We're trying to end the show, but I had this conversation no, it's okay. with my mom. No, we're, can I drop, yeah, some, can I drop some old guy this shit? This is on you final real quick? thoughts. Some old guy shit on you? Yes, please. Okay, so I am in my late thirties, mid yes, forties, higher thirties. Once you tell, once lower forties. You're forty. Forty-four. What? He looks fantastic, guys. Turn, he doesn't turn, look a day I over 31. I years old. Well, August 6th this year. That's, that's the birthday you guys. That's tight. I want some fucking Leo. shit. I want some shit to You know what's now. awesome about that is that is yeah. the first day that we get a week off it. from work. So, shamo. Oh. Yeah. So, what I will say, the older you get, the, um, the narrower focus becomes on what makes you happy. So when you're younger, you have more energy, Great. there's more opportunity, there's more, yeah, oh, I want this, or I can do this or do that. But as you get older, you become happier with less. What you have. And, right. and, and I, you know, I like to go home to my little backyard and garden and fuck around perfect. the backyard and pet my dog. And, Dude, you know, it's like, there I, is I something like to, very, that is, and that is worthwhile. Sorry to cut you off, but that is, that is. I'm starting to feel that a little bit myself. Yeah, and you start narrowing my focus has helped me improve my mood, and this is not everybody, but I agree with you on this because I'm narrowing my focus on the creativity. I I didn't do the podcast when I was 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, <laughs> 31, 32, 33, which is fine, bro. Narrow, narrow, yeah. and now. But here's the thing: now that we're doing, now that it's happening and doing it, I couldn't be happier that. I founding I'm I'm finding my lane in focus and not limiting myself but saying this is what I'm really into right now. Yeah. This is feels good. It feels good to have a track and cuz dude, I've bounced around and moved around a lot. Mm. I've I've been unsettled up until my 33rd year and now I feel like I'm finding a groove that I made myself and that's a great feeling. It's not I just fell into it. It's like I've kind of kind of weaved my way into this. Well, you know and now it's happening and it feels good that that narrowing and, and to if, me feels good. If I may offer you some un, unsolicited advice based on a conversation we we're having in your car earlier about your path. Yeah. If you're in a groove and you're feeling it, stick with it, man. Yeah, that's true. That's and stick with it. Don't yeah. don't fight it. No self sabotage this time. You know, Bender. What if exactly what you need is happening already? <laughs> I th- Ew. exactly was that burp. It was, he needed to burp. See? It already See, happened. Right into the mic. Don't listen to that, guys. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say, like, as as somebody yeah, who, guys. Grew, who grew up in the internet era, like I've never lived a day in my life without the internet. Um, I grew up thinking that information was something that I could find 
And I was constantly questioning my teachers growing up because some of their information that they were feeding me wasn't up to date and it wasn't accurate. And so it was, it was a constant thing of not wanting to deal with teachers or school or anything until I found my mentors and until I found the people that I was ready to ask help from and, and seek their guidance and actually listen, that changed my life. Yeah. Patrick Lawler and Richard Facillo, both Patrick. amazing artists in their respect. One's a cinematographer, one's a photographer. Taught me everything I know about the visual arts and have continued to guide me throughout my life. So I'd say as you get older and especially post high school, look for mentors, look for people that mm-hmm. are around you doing things that you yeah, think you want to do. And even if it's not what you end up wanting to do, you're going to learn a lot from immersing yourself and working yeah. really hard to do that. You got to put in the work and then you'll see the benefits. Yeah. But straight like I was somebody who was so adverse to education and school I hated it and eventually it became something that I wanted to seek out right which is a which is the change that I think happens after high school so it's it's something that you you grow into but you're much more focused and ready to focus on Yeah. yeah dude I love that I love that. I agree with you. What if high school was just meant to be there so that it was a learning lesson that even if you failed, you can succeed in life. But if you fail high school, you can't succeed in life. Obviously, obviously that's not true, though, for a lot of us. I disagree with that 100%. In regards to 100%. I disagree with that. If you fail in high school, you can succeed in life. I think so. Can? Yes. Yeah. Can. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes. It's like you can without a without a high school yeah. degree. You can do the can can. With, uh, no. Well, you should get or your equivalent. GED. Yes. Like I don't I don't have a Gra- high school. Okay, degree. listen. Graduate from high school people is what we're saying. I, I like to believe that yeah. high school is a humbling experience where you should learn how to humble thyself because the world is going to give you a lot of situations. I did a lot of humbling. You need to do that. So that you can find those mentors and accept them as being those individuals that do know more than you. And if you can't actually accept the fact that you're wrong at points in your life, then you're just going to be stagnant. Yeah. It comes back to being open. Open. Be open to learn. And and not... And I mean, this may be... Some people are like, duh. But sometimes it's a good reminder. And I, I find myself guilty of this sometimes. I'm like... Yeah, hey, dude, you're learning every day. Sometimes I forget that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think and we all do. It's never too late and, and to learn. Perfection. No, you should boring. be learning every day. Yeah, every yeah. all you're gonna learn today. Uh, you're not you, a late bloomer. You're just blooming. I'm blooming. <laughs> I'm blooming so slow. You guys are gonna see. Anyways, I, I love you guys. You. Final thoughts. Love you guys. Now back to the uh, inspiration. So here's somebody that I I don't know how I didn't bring him up before, and he is one of my favorite. Just, here's my advice, people listening and you guys as well, my co-showrunners, hosts, guests. Please do yourself the favor and go to YouTube's.com. Type in Reggie Watts oh, yeah. and watch oh, awesome. and, and watch oh, yeah. and watch. Big Any 
any of his videos. I'd like to hang out with him. So that's it. Reggie Watts, I, I, I've... <laughs> you want to talk about a dude who is so tuned in and honed his radar to something that he is so good at. And he found it. And he is like, this is what I do. And he... He blows my mind. Every time I see, even if it's shit I've watched from him or heard from him before, I still watch it again. And I'm like, how the, that, he's a unique, he might not be human. He's an alien. Yeah. He's incredible. So my inspiration was, has this over the last two weeks that it's been two weeks guys, but since we, I think I said that, but I've watched a lot of Reggie Watts and revisited his shit and his talks and his performances. Mm. And I'm just, I have no, it makes me want to go do shit. It mm-hmm. makes me want to go create music. He wants me to write. He want, it, it, so that's, that's been my, that's that was mine, man. Reggie Watts. Fucking A. Go listen. Go learn. Go watch. Go see. <laughs> All right. My weekly inspiration is, um, I, I know I've talked about my, my guilty pleasure, The Bachelor franchise. <laughs> What really? Oh yeah, I've never heard you talk about I that. I haven't oh, heard so, about that. Yeah, either. no, the Bachelor, the Bachelorette franchise. I'm in a Bachelor bracket right now. We, it's like a fantasy football league, but you like select no, who you think's gonna make it. No, this is a thing. Yeah, no, I'm in it with so my mom awesome. and her friends. Um, That's so awesome. It's, you are it's, an fa- awesome son. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, Continue. Ish. Um, but but so there's a lot of like gar like I consume media more than I think most people do, but I think I try to do it with purpose. And one of the shows that I have found so endearing and so fascinating and amazing is the show Terrace House, and it is uh, it is on Netflix. And it is originally a Fujifilm TV show, or Fujifilm television TV show um, in, in Japan. So it's, it's akin to, I would say, um, the real world, mm. where it is people living in a house together. Or Big Brother. Or, yeah, Big Brother, or all of these things. But it's set in Japan, usually in a different city or a, a different place. But as opposed to having them do challenges and ha- creating drama or like locking them in this house, they just get to live their lives. Mm. And there's no interview section where they're like talking shit behind somebody's back. All you That's get to cool. see is their actual interactions and the the possible love that blossoms between them. The... Did you like hot chick, fat guy? No, no. So it's just <laughs> so you can you can choose when to leave the house whenever you want. It is three guys and three girls in a house. You can choose to leave whenever you want. If it's not working out for you, if it's not if you're not ready for it, like you can just leave and a new person will take your place. But it is an amazing show. It is the only reality TV show they're I have like, ever cried they're like, watching. They're like Christian teenager, thirty-four-year-old uh, panty sniffer. No, <laughs> it's nothing like that. Know. It is usually like, <laughs> vi- like awesome Japanese youth that are on the show. But I Japanese st- people are awesome. I started watching during the first Netflix version of the show, Terrace House oh, Boys and Girls in the City, <laughs> which takes place in in Tokyo. And then the new season after that was Aloha State, where they had them live in Hawaii. 
And so it's a lot of Japanese people living in Hawaii, and some of them are Hawaiian. Which island, bro? Uh, I think on Maui. Oh. Um, but, and then the newest <laughs> season aggressive. is uh, Hut's opening new doors, which is set in uh, Karuizawa, which is like a mountainous region in Japan, and it looks so beautiful. It's such an awesome town, but it's the most fascinating, boring show I've ever watched. That's awesome. It is like cool. nothing happens, and yet it is the you gain such feelings for these people and Terra- is, Terrace ter- House. Terrace House for mindless television. If you're yeah. able to deal with subtitles that's also and watch a show, the Japanese people in general are exemplary and wonderful All right. people. Yeah, Dude, so that's that's my weekly inspiration is some Terrace House. I've been I've been feeling very recently. So that's my. All right, Gabs. Damn, that, I like hearing new things. Yes, learning people, learning. learning. We're learning here on NPR. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> I'm Ira Glass. This is chapter two. Morning trademark, 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 trademark. This is our morning show. TM, 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 TM. He's actually not Ira Glass. Chapter two. For our listeners. Chapter two. I touched somebody's wing. This is our trademarked impression of Ira Funny thing. Okay, Gabby. Funny thing is. Who have you, or what What has inspired you? What? Please share with our listeners so they may go indulge. And be inspired, or be like, "Fuck Gabby's choice," <laughs> or Henry's, She's or mine. They're, they're gonna watch Terrace House and be like, "What the fuck is he talking?" Henry's crazy. Uh, maybe I'm crazy too. Um. <clears throat> well, I guess. So, um, since the last podcast that I was here in, mm-hmm. I've been going through a lot of of shifts in my life. So for a certain amount of time, I wasn't feeling any sort of creative whatsoever. Uh, but on Saturday at the brewery, yeah, you stop that right now. <laughs> Better putting his lips entirely too close to the microphone. Keep going. So um, at the brewery, we had uh, what's his name, Justin. The hat guy. What's so yeah, no, I, this was originally going to be my my weekly inspiration because El Rancho Carpintero. Yeah, El Rancho Carpintero. Yes, which Carpintero. I've actually discussed, and he would. I need to get him he on the is podcast. He's fantastic. He's, he, he needs to come on the a podcast. A fantastic human being. Yeah, he's and awesome. an amazing artist for what picture. he does. Um, so I was he was molding a hat for me on Saturday night. And, you know, I'm kind of a, a broke person, and his hats <laughs> are very... Um, not for broke people. Not for broke people. So he said, you know, like, you, you definitely get, like, the friends, the mates rate, but I don't want to underpay him. So he said... Um, he said that uh, another way to pay him is by trading art. So I showed him one of my art pieces, which I had showed you guys before. It was that uh, the painting of the the cosmic, mm-hmm. the cosmic, cosmic making, lady. Yeah, the cosmic lady making love to the, the universe. universe. And I showed him that, and he got goosebumps. And he said that the night before he had watched PBS, and a specific show on PBS was called Nova. And on that show, they were discussing the relationship between human 
humans and the cosmos and our earth and the cosmos and like kind of like the spiritual he's a very spiritual we're made of stardust like 100 percent um neil degrasse tyson my future husband and (laughs) so he he was he was taken aback for my painting because he said that he had just watched that the day before and the fact that i showed him the painting he said like it is it's it's crazy that you just showed me that because I just watched this this documentary with his dad on the relationship of cosmos with the humans and earth and all of that and so that really made because I had I haven't felt very um inspired lately because of a bunch of stresses uh in in my life currently but that coming from a person that like literally takes all his minutes that he can and his energy to shape a hat to your head. He did that for me. And I was he like, was incredible. he was taking literally 45 minutes to just spray water yeah. he, he, on the hat to shape it to where I wanted it to he be. Did, he did it for my hat. And it, what's amazing as well is he used it with, bang, he always used bang the drum water to shape his hats. And so what he said is that he uses water for wherever he goes in order for a connectivity, like cosmic connectivity, for his creations. Mm, and he, was, he himself just, I, and I, t- I kept telling him, he was like, it is, you are such a charismatic person, an enigmatic person. We connected over, over Instagram, so uh, like we'll definitely be able to get him on the podcast so he can talk about his craft and, and materials he uses and what his product actually like entails because it is it is not just like a Goran Brothers hat or yeah. or, or something. It it's is literally a man handmade hat that is shaped to your head on the spot, but making it so personal, and it's like a relationship. It's like yeah. when he was speaking. This might feel weird if he's if he listens to this in the future, but it was like making love. Oh, to no. oh. your, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm person. making love every time I wear this hat. It's like it's it's making love to your person, and I felt that that was so inspiring. And he said, "If you make a work of art, because for him, he's very much into. He's not that much into money. His purpose in life is to be able to exchange energies." Yeah. And it's to be able to exchange your talents. And he said, make me a work of art and I'll trade you a hat. And I, and I personally, it's I awesome. don't feel that that's good enough for what he does. Well, but here's the thing. That's, I, I feel your feel on that, but also recognize that and acknowledge that. Because if you don't acknowledge that, then it's like, no, you're shorting yourself and him. Do it. Absolutely. So that's my it's a great my next project. And last night as I was laying in bed, I was... Um, that's a great... I was closing my eyes and yeah. I got these yeah. illusions... Not illusions. Good. If you need to borrow paint... things that I want to make. If you need to borrow paints or anything. So visions. His, his Instagram handle is L Rancho Carpintero. C-A-R-P-I-N-T-E-R-O. A.K.A. the most gringo way to pronounce it. <laughs> also, you know what that means in Spanish... The woodpecker. The carpet. No, woodpecker. Oh. Carpintero is woodpecker. Sorry. Anyways. Is it? Yes, it is. 
Coming, excuse me? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Gabby, that's that's awesome. That dude, Justin, shout out to you, my friend. Yeah. I have tagged you in a multiple photos He's now. He's making love to my head. Um, and we've chatted before about getting him on here. And I know he lives in Thousand Oaks, but he will be back. And I want him on so we can pick his brain. But... That is great inspiration. Like hearing somebody say, "I want your, you want my art, give me your art." That's a great. Doesn't get much better than that. Clint, my man. Mm, Man, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a week uh, uh, lacking of creativity for me. I'm sorry to say. That's okay. But did you read a book or did you listen to anything or? Um, Don't even have to be inspired creatively. Did you find something interesting that you want to tell people about yesterday? You know? Yesterday, uh, my wife and I kayaked to um, the from Avila, the Avila Pier there, to yeah. the Lighthouse Beach, which oh, is one of our favorite beaches. Nice. Because Fantastic. on busy weekends, Avila and Dog Beach is full, Shit show. full of Fresno Bakersfield. Nothing against nice. you guys. I, we oh. love you. But don't wear jeans we at the beach. You. Why are you wearing like, jeans in this There's, nowhere to, there's nowhere to park. There's music playing. There's just like, eh, people. Too many people. And um, Clean I, love, I love people, but I love no people. So one thing that me and my wife like to do, and I hope there's not too many local people listening because I'm, I don't want to give away my secret, but we get a kayak. And you paddle to the lighthouse beach. I've already done And if you don't know where that is, I'm I've not going to tell you where it is. Figure it out. And it's this wonderful beach, and you can stay all day, and you can sunbathe topless for the ladies, and I thought, <laughs> and I, for the men. I might have some. <laughs> I might have sunbathed my balls a little bit. I'm, not, I'm just saying. So bottomless for the men sure. and topless for the ladies. Yes. Yeah. And we just what we drank but, here. But, but again, for the boys, you have to go full Winnie the Pooh. You can't wear your shirt if you have your balls uncovered. No, do wear your shirt. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. So it's cute. It. I was standing at the where the where the waves were breaking at the on the beach there, and I did have my pants on, just so you know. And Aww. I just thought Bummer. to myself, I'm like, you know, this this is inspiration right here. This is this is. This is it's what this is yeah, yeah this is yeah. what I'm doing this is why Absolutely. I'm here and yeah. and it it was beyond like my own personal creations or whatnot yeah. it was about sure. this place I was at and it made me feel inspired your you know? part fucking rad you know what that's a great it it's a good reminder you go and that that's what I did Saturday that's why I wasn't at Maker's Market on Saturday I was at I was trying to surf. In Cayucas. Nice. Oh, fuck yeah. Um But being well, being in that, Abrana's here and yes. Sydney. Yes. Um, my cousins just walked in. Everybody. They will not say hi. Maybe they will. Hi guys. They wave. Hi. Hello. Oh, there we get a hi on record. You're on. You're recorded. <laughs> you can't take it back. Yeah. But yeah, Clint. I think that's like that's important. That is inspiration. Mm. Being realizing sitting on the beach and looking at the ocean and feeling that like i'm part of this but i'm also like very not very not in control of it is yeah. a good it's a good feeling it is a good feeling and yeah. and you know you gotta kayak a mile to get there yeah fine with me dude that's a great i i know exactly what you're talking about and that mm-hmm. is an awesome spot mm-hmm. um and finally but not least last but not least a a a a ron what was it? What has been your inspiration lately? Time. Time. 
Yeah. You you gotta you gotta elaborate a little bit on that. Not too much, but the factor of that for me at least is time management. Well, that's part of it as well. Learning how to do it on my own. It's not like I'm being self-serving by saying like the things that I do. I've primarily been doing it to try to improve myself. Good. It's just time has been inspiring because of the fact that it's encompassing everything like my interactions with my friends as well as like what we end up doing with each other all have like inspirations little micro performance of that for my life and I feel like that's like the biggest factor of it is the value of time and what I give it because it allows me to kind of like do all the stuff that I do right now even if I have like a schedule that feels like it's over impacted like I'm always working at least I've been able to do it where I can be working with the people I care about most yeah which then when I have my free time I actually get to unwind and relax knowing that they're gonna be good with the time that I've spent with them and I'm gonna be good spending time on my own nice man yeah that's that's important um so I'm gonna go around the horn, okay. Um, thank you for that, dude. That's 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 an important thing to add is time with people and time with yourself. Um, Aaron, thank you so much. Um, this is Bender signing off, and everybody's gonna go around and say, "Hello, this <coughs> is me," and goodbye. Well, way to make it obvious, but yeah, I've been Henry Brewington, Gabrielle Rivera. I'm Clint, but my friends call me Clinter, and sometimes they go by Clintastrophe. <laughs> and my name is A. A. Ron. All right. You guys. I call Clint the Clint Spot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Maybe we'll give everybody sweet nicknames so everybody listening gets way more confused. Yeah. Um, yes. I agree, and I think that the operative word you said is sweet nicknames. Sweet nicknames. Sweet. Uh, we're talking. It's the sweet one. We're talking sugar. We're talking high levels of sugar. No, not like figurative. (laughs) All right, your new nickname is Fructose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Clint's new nickname is Dad Jokes. Um, (laughs) Nailed it. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening and thanks for being here, my friends. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Let's drink more. Clink. 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 Open. Clink. Clink. Clink, drink. Thanks, guys.